wanted to share with you just for a few minutes uh, what I have prepared to last 40 minutes. It's going to be lasting about 10. All right. So I want you to take your Bibles and go to Exodus chapter 32. A few weeks ago, I spoke about decisions. I'm going to talk to you about decisions again. Everybody in this church has made decisions. Some of them are good, some of them are bad, some of them are uh, questionable, some of them are a variety of things. But it's decisions that we make every day that may mount up and begin to change the way we think. I wonder how many really think about um, the outcome of a decision in your life. And you can say it'd be a variety of things. But a decision is something that you have sole, complete control of, of how you determine to come up with the conclusion that you do. Um, some of you will relate to this. Have you ever uh, had a problem with, with uh, making decisions based on uh, your emotions? How many ever made an emotional decision? How many ever regretted an emotional decision? Hammond never makes emotional decisions. There's something about emotional decisions. You know, uh, you can be, I've used this before, but you can think about a, a car and you, your buddies can get something and other people begin, you begin to see it and you begin to eyeball it and go, wow, well, just imagine if I was riding around in that. And you go and get it and you, you get approved for the loan and it's $750 a month that you don't have, but you get approved. Yeah, you get approved. I don't care if they say you can afford a $100,000 car. You get approved, and then you make your first payment, and you make the second payment. And there's 93 payments after that that you have to make. The reason I said 93, it never ends. And it's an emotional decision. You could have dealt with what you had before just as well as something new. My wife and I were talking about how people make decisions, they never think about a decision beyond that day or the next day. And that's really where I got my message from. A couple of weeks ago, I spoke on decisions and the power of decisions, and we make things happen, and we see the, the luxurious life of, of a wise decision-making. If you go to Exodus chapter 32, I'm going to go to just a second. Have you ever had to make decisions you don't feel like dealing with? Never make decisions when you're in a bad mood. Because if you do, they're usually not your normal self and you make the decision. You got to prepare in order. This is a quote I want you to remember. You have to be prepared in order to walk in the provision. You have to be prepared in order to walk in the provision. Being prepared as, as someone who can make decisions every day without jeopardizing who they are, what they stand for. And what is the provision? The prison, provision is God's hand in your life and God's influence in your life. But you make decisions that determine whether or not he will make provision for you. We used to, I used to use this analogy whenever you have a, if you ever had little boys walk around with you and you, you keep your hand on top of their head. 
everywhere they go and they move everywhere and you keep on there because you kind of have uh, influence upon them when they're small. If Tyson came up here, he's not going to let me walk around with my hand on his head. But when he's young, I've got my hand on his head because I hope he will listen to the decisions I make and the things that I say. When he gets big, he has to make his own, his own decisions. And it's every, every single day. From the gas station you go, you may think that is, that is trivial. There's a reason why you go to the gas stations you go. Some of you, there may not be a reason other than they have the cheapest gas or they have the cheapest fountain soda or they have a nice drive through for some of you. You may think you don't know the joke about that, but we don't believe in going through drive throughs drive throughs are for who? Lazy people. That's right. We're not lazy. All right. Okay. Uh, you have to be prepared in order to walk in the provision. In order to walk in provision, we have to make decisions based on what God wants us to, a purpose, a purpose in the decisions that we make. Um, when we are waiting, bored, or what we think should be happening, and do you, how many in here know that God rarely comes through when we think he should? Man, I remember the first time we prayed for, for Tyson to get off the stuff and, and straighten his life up. Oh, man. So many times, so many times. I'm, I'm proud to say that Tyson's John 3 uh, graduate too. Yeah. Now, just so you know, he absolutely hates recognition. He hates, just like Bob, it just, it just, don't look at me, don't look at me, don't, don't, he don't like it. But I'm very proud of him because he could have, he could have not completed it. He could have dealt with the decision of the courts uh, and he went to John 3, 16 for a year. And he sat in jail for about five months. He was out of commission for a while, all right? But he could have made a decision and said, I've been here long enough. I'm good enough for anybody now. Come went out in rebellion, made a decision. See, he had some decisions to make there. He made a whole lot of bad ones beforehand. But he had the most critical decisions in his life while he was there. The most critical ones in his life was why he was there. And it was there when he found Christ. And it was there he made changes. But in Exodus chapter 32, this is what happens in your life, in my life, in all of our life. When we become to, well, just listen to the story. The people said that, the people saw that a long time had passed and Moses had not come down from the mountain. So they gathered around Aaron and said, Moses led us out of Egypt. But we do not know what has happened to him. Make us gods who will lead us. So Aaron said to the people, take off golden earrings that your wives, sons, and daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took their gold earrings and brought them to Aaron. And he took all the gold from the people who formed him with a tool and made a statue of a calf. Then the people said, Israel, these are your gods who brought you out of Egypt. When Aaron saw, stop right there. Now let's go down a little bit farther. Go down to verse 22. And Aaron answered, because Moses came down off the mountain, because there was a lot of things that was going on, and God was frustrated. He sent Moses down, he went down, he, he took the Ten Commandments, and he threw them at the, at the golden calf. But I wonder how many times we get frustrated with life, and so we take things into our own hands. There are some of you in a situation today, and, and this week, you will face and you will think, do I need to take this into my own hands or do I really leave it in God's hands? 
See, all those people who got this uh, calf made by Aaron, they died in the wilderness. No promises and no future was established for them because they died in the wilderness. Their offspring got to go. 22. Aaron said, don't be angry, master. You know that these people were always ready to do wrong. The people said to me, Moses led us out of Egypt. We don't know what has happened to him. Make us gods who will lead us. So I told the people, take off your gold jewelry. And they gave me the gold and I threw it into the fire. You know the rest of the story. And out came this calf. Whenever we make bad decisions as, as Aaron did and the people did, we have every excuse in the world why we did it because God wasn't coming through or God was irrelevant to me. I know the timing is a hard thing to deal with when you're depending on God to come through and, and you have a time limit which you think he should. You know, I'll pick on Jeff a little bit. Um, back in 2002, there were people praying for Jeff. Where's he got? There he is. There's people praying back then in, in 2003, 2004, 2005. I'm sure by this time you knew he had a, a drinking problem. In 2006, 2007, 2009. In 2011, she can't take it anymore. He put her through enough because of the decisions she was making every day. Oh, I'll quit, I'll quit. And I'm, not, I'm not throwing you under the bus here, but, but I'll quit, I'll quit. But in all reality, he still made the decision. Ended up losing his marriage. Lived a life, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm reading a little more into this maybe than I should, but lived a life of, of freedom then in a sense because his accountability partner was no longer there and he was out doing whatever he wanted to do, however he wanted to do it, as much as he wanted to do because he was making decisions. Nobody was taking him and, and we all make excuses, but just like Aaron, how foolish are the decisions, how foolish are the excuses that we make about the things that we've done. Tired of waiting. The provision was not provided for an option for most of these Israelites. The people had no confidence in their ability to make a decision based on faith. Let me tell you, my wife is on me all the time and, and I don't really... Um, react in a way that is, that is pleasing to her. But she's all the time saying, well, we've got to, you've got to confess this, is, that this is the way it is. Even though we don't see, you start, start confessing it. I'm believing for big things and better things on our kids and on different people and on our situations. But if you don't confess it, are you right, honey? She speaks to me all the time about it. And it kind of gets in my nerves sometimes. Because I'm not a big, you know, just blab it, grab it, say it, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I don't do well at, at saying things if I don't see them. But in all reality, our decisions are made based on what we see. But sad to say that many of us never receive them because we don't have faith to believe them. I'd like you to go to another place in Judges 13. I'm going to be wrapping it up. Come back up quick, guys, if you can, and. Go, going to go to the book of Judges. 
And this is for all the people who say that really my decisions are not that big a deal. My decisions are not that big a deal. All you're basically saying is, uh, I've got a way out because of my decisions. You know, what, I'm not that important about what I do. It's not really that important in this situation. But in Judges 13, I think I can show you. You have a responsibility to make the right decisions. You have a responsibility to do what's right. I'm going to say that again. What is the responsibility? It's something that maybe you accept, but a responsibility is there whether you accept it or not. Like you tell your kids to carry their garbage out, you have to tell them 13 times and finally they do it. But the responsibility is always there before you. And it's how you deal with it. If you make the right decisions or not, you have that responsibility. It's not what you want. Judges 13, we have a situation here before Samson was born. You thought, well, you know, his mom was barren and Manoah was his dad. And let me just go to the scripture and read verse 12. So Manoah asked, when what you say happens, when what you say happens, what kind of life should the boy live? And what should we do? You know, Sometimes he gives you an answer for why you're praying for what you're praying and what you're expecting. It's so important. that you can pray that way. Many times you don't know. When you say, when what you say happens, what kind of life should the boy live and what should he do? And the angel of the Lord said to them, to him, to his, tell his wife. The angel of the Lord said, your wife must be careful to do everything I told her. She must not eat anything that grows on the grapevine, drink any wine or beer, or eat anything that is unclean. She must do everything I have commanded to her. Now, you think, well, what's the big deal? We know that we know that he was a Nazarite. He had Nazarite vows. But what did that have to do with a mother? What did it have to do with the father? Just because you're a dad and you're out doing your own thing at a time and nobody's around you doesn't mean there's not side effects or there's not ties to things with your kids. Okay, I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to say it. I was at a meeting, we were all in the meeting, several of us out in Springfield. And they spent a, a whole session on the problem. It's going to make you real nervous when I say this, especially a lot of guys in here. It's going to make you real nervous. The problem with pornography on your phone. I don't know the stats and I can't tell you those. But it has a direct effect upon offspring, upon things that you do in your life you want to cover and you want God's provision. If you've got that going on in your life, you're stepping out of that provision. That mother was given some very, very direct commands. 
How important is it for the mom to be right? But how important is it for us dads to be right? Simply walking in, in, in obedience, simply doing what is right. Here's the critical everyday experience. Every day, she does something of value. So do you devalue, do you value the decisions that you make? Places that you go, things you do talk about. I'm not, it's not bashing you. I'm, some of us never think this way. Do we value what we say? It's what you decide really matter, you think? Daily and daily and big decisions are critical in your in your nature. Every little thing that you do. We've had a lot of people up here praying this already this morning. I said to sing, yes, I will. Second song that they sang today. I think there are times in our life when we have to make decisions right where we are. You don't have to come to an altar. You don't have to bow down and get on your knees and cry before the Lord. You, you cry on the inside. I think there's just some decisions that need to be made. It comes from deep within our heart because Jeff couldn't have made it, Dave couldn't have made it, and Joe couldn't have made it if they didn't. It may take circumstances to drive you there. But every day you make decisions that matter in your life. And they form the way things are going.